Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Man of Steel by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can follow me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at NoClutchNate, as well as my Instagram page, Clutch Figures. And I'm Crystal Beth. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Crystal Beth. And you can listen to my podcast, The Fifth Element, and Unlimited Lives Radio, both of them on iTunes. All righty. Five for five there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, today on Man of Steel, we're going to be talking about number 75 of Man of Steel, and it ends, uh, or it starts with, sorry, it starts <laughs> with the ship landing, that the Kryptonian attack ship that uh, came into the planet, and then the minute ends with uh, Feor, Ul, and Nathan Hardy having a, a bit of a disagreement. So, um, the ship lands, and, um, you know, like, it kind of has, like, these stairs that, that kind of generate down from yeah. it or something i'm yeah. assuming that this attack ship is probably made out of the liquid geo that we've been seeing everything else maybe yeah, is it it's, able... it's probably right to assume that yeah just because that's the only other substance that we've seen mm-hmm. in on krypton and in you know this yeah. armada something that i thought was pretty interesting we brought it up yesterday about it being completely black and then we're gonna see these kryptonians come out of the ship and they're all in black and i think like in the film you you kind of wonder like well why is superman's suit red and blue mm-hmm. why doesn't he get a black one like his father his mother and everyone else is wearing just black and i think it goes back to um how he represents everything that krypton is not where krypton like took away free choice and was like we're gonna have you know people artificially born and carbon copied and cloned and um everyone has to act a certain way or eat a certain way and like so it's very um i don't know breaking the mold well like that there is a mold on krypton so that everything has to be black and no one's allowed to have color or like creativity or something and you know it's very like an authoritative authoritarian government i want to say authoritative authoritative is that a word they're both words that's for sure communism (laughs) Uh, something like that. So, yeah, I think that's why, like, when he gets his suit, it was, like, the first time that they were able to, like, all right, you can have the, you can have a suit with color in it. Like, you can, you know, here's red and blue. It yeah. probably doesn't match design-wise, <laughs> but, And it's not know, even that bright compared to other Superman uniforms. I mean, that was the whole thing when the, the uniform was revealed when, before the movie came out, when they were like, oh, look it, this is it. It was much darker than yeah previous movies like a darker red more uh darker blue and a little i mean this whole movie is a dark movie a lot of filters and a lot of blue filters specifically but Mm -hmm. the color of this is even darker than what we're used to but still brighter than what the kryptonians were and black Mm -hmm. is you know signifies usually the bad guys yeah or that they live in new york city one or the other and then, because uh, everyone here wears black, yeah. and the um... except they're Tim's, it's got to stay that color, right? Right, right. They have to stay that lovely tan. If those get black, you got to throw them away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we get to see a certain person return. A certain someone. A certain someone. It is uh, Anchia Chau, who uh, plays Feor Ul. 
uh, the only person in this entire film who wears real Kryptonian armor. That is true. Um, which she has quoted saying it is the most, what is it, painful? Was it, uh, yeah, it was just straight just, up irritating? Yeah. Uh, is it really weird that everyone else got like the CGI, like they got the mocap vests mm-hmm. and whatnot, and they're like, all right, we'll just, we'll do it in post. But like, no, they had to make her, or I don't know if they had to make her, but like, she had to wear the whole thing, the whole cosplay bit. So, yeah, how I lucky. mean, there was, yeah, right. She she really was. Um, there was, I think it was in the you know special features of the DVD that she was talking about it, but the whole main reason for that was because they wanted to actually form fit to the female body and you know have the curvature and have all these things and and make it look really cool. You know, the constant argument of women's armor if you will but right. she's not the only female kryptonian like i know that we get later there's minutes another one on in here, yeah, yeah there, there's another female kryptonian and now my question is is that female cgi nope. does she have real armor like maybe she was did they point- make two i think she was just like the first one that they made like she must have been like a screen test or something and they were like yeah you could just wear that the whole film <laughs> that's rough yeah um but yeah, while, while all y'all are talking about how pretty Henry Cavill is, like, Feora, whoo, oh, what a babe. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And, like, when she, oh, man. Her voice, too. Yeah. Her a, accent. Like perfect Yo. little accent. Ooh. Like, almost not I noticeable, she... and then it is, and you're like, oh, hi. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Her hair, those bangs. Girl. Girl, you're Girl, doing it right. back <laughs> up. <laughs> I'm about it. Uh yeah she uh, she returns once again I, I would love to see uh I know it's you know there's no point in hoping but I would have loved to see more of that character uh in future films but I don't know if that will ever happen again uh, hey Boba Fett came back so, yeah right yeah no, he's still dead I don't believe <laughs> it I agree <laughs> um yeah she returns and um yeah and. Let's see what I was trying to get with this. I'll I'll go in on it yeah, real quick. Um, uh, as she's walking down the stairs, like it shoots to to Colonel Hardy, and he's like looking, and his like mouth is agape, and he's, you know his jaws dropping. He's like, whoa, and like I kind of always thought it was like, whoa, this girl's a babe. But then, more <laughs> more professional thinking, it's like he's probably this is his first time that all these people are now seeing another alien creature that isn't Superman. You know, uh, when you're, when you're seeing this guy that's floating above you in a, in a red cape and he looks, you know, really human, like it's kind of like you shake it off. Like, Oh wow. Like it's crazy. He looks like a, like a human, but he's flying and he's an alien. But then when you get multiple and then these other aliens come out of the ship, it's like, Whoa, they all look human. Like, and I feel like that's what Colonel Hardy his face is, is expressing. It's That's, just like the surprise factor of of this, you know, this this other creature. And it's like, how do they look so human? Yeah. I don't get it. They just came in on a flying ship. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because what my thought was whenever I watched this and I saw his reaction to her getting off the ship was that his military mind was clicking in and he saw how heavily armored there were they were. And like, mm-hmm. you look at them in their, in our, you know, military garb, which is like a helmet and a shirt and pants. And if you look mm-hmm. at that compared to the full-on body sculpted armor, full face mask, I I always thought his mind was to treat st- st- 
strategically thinking, oh no, like how do you fight someone that's in that armor when all I have on is this stupid hat? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, and then they, she's also got like that that helmet that's like a ray shielded mm-hmm. thing. So it's like he's like, I don't even know what that is. Like, like just trying to wrap your head around it because I don't know if he's able. Well, I don't know if he's able to see that. Well, when she gets up closer, he can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's like we haven't gotten to that point where we have to deal with ray shields and stuff like that. And so it's like that's just something else that you have to now try to figure out. Like, can you even hurt this person? Um, I I thought part of him was just surprised that she was a, a woman. Like, yeah, I feel I like that's yeah. still part of it as well. I think it's definitely like something like, oh wow, because I think people were like expecting General Zod to show up, but it's, instead it's her. Um, it kind of takes away from the surprise for the audience because we've already seen her. Yeah. Um, and if that flashback had not, or that prologue had not been there, this would be the first time we see her. So it would be an even more of a surprise for us as the audience. So, um that it would have been cool to have saved that kind of prologue so and then get it later yeah perhaps should have would have could have yeah there you go we'll just re-edit the film (laughs) um it's funny that you said the the armor for just the military lois and neither emil is in any armor whatsoever yeah no protection at all you know we already know lois can can wear flak jackets from you know, the beginning <laughs> they, of the movie. It's so. like they didn't even put Emil in anything though. It's like, doesn't he matter? Like, yeah. didn't you guys be like, yo, Emil, we're going out there. You might want to put on something. A helmet. Yeah. yeah, nothing. They didn't give him anything. A vest. I just think that's, that's so weird. I feel like, I don't know, maybe he needed to stand out as a character, but it's like they should have at least given like him, like they should have put a vest over his suit. Like, he would have looked, like, really dweeby, but, like, it would have been It's okay. still practical, yeah. is the thing. It's like, I, I don't know. His suit looks like corduroy. I Maybe they're just like, yeah, corduroy? Yeah, you're good, man. You're good. Like, You'll you're... survive. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, because, like, Lois Lane doesn't matter, so I don't expect her to have anything on, um, because I feel like they wouldn't care. But, like, for especially for Emil, like, he's valuable to them. So it's like, you, you should probably uh get that guy under some cover or like not even have him there like have him watching from like the northcom base or something like on surveillance it's just it's like what i'm saying they all just walk superman to the car to get picked up <laughs> it's like well, like, yeah, right, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll walk you out it's okay <laughs> yeah so um uh, yeah it's it's a cool there's a cool shot of i think superman like he's watching the stairs come down like and like they have like that cool shot of him and like the blackness of uh, this attack ship that's coming. So I thought that was also really cool. Um, well, you're talking about like when his cape is flowing and it's like he's mm-hmm. off to the side and he looks, yeah, yeah it's very, yeah, exactly. it's very Superman like. Yeah, they gotta um, get that cape flowing. It's very hard to do. Always have to get the cape flowing. Have you ever tried to make a f- cape float on its own? Like if you're wearing one, try to make it look like you're a superhero. It's incredibly difficult. Oh yeah, I do it every night. Yeah, <laughs> it's true though like i mean most of the time in this movie the cape is cgi'd so mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm sure they ran into that problem where it's like well we can't always have this giant fan blowing you know we can't just have a couple guys with with, with fishing line moving, <laughs> moving it ever so slightly so you know we got the technology yeah just make it animated you think 
Do I think, think it's what? animated? Oh, I know. It's like you know it's animated. Like ninety percent of the shots where he's wearing his cape, it's all animated. There's only like a couple scenes in this movie that it's a real cape. Okay. Only a couple. All right, that's fine. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave it there. What is yeah, real no, I mean, even that's... anymore? I don't know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, our president is Donald Trump. <laughs> so the oh pre- god for that. <laughs> You want to know anything else that's real? No, it's very no. Sad. <laughs> Too, that's that just went. I, I, no, I don't want anything else. Stop it's, it. This is yeah. This is why we lose ourselves in in analyzing movies because we can't deal with the real world. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> what do you um, think would happen if uh, this happened while Trump was the president? You think that we would be trying to just turn someone in, or or what? Think we'd just attack? Oh boy. I don't know what I attack. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I don't, attack. I don't That's a loaded to, question. I don't want to answer those. Easy answer. <laughs> yeah. Attack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mother of all bombs. Oh, jeez. Oh, um. Anyways, so yeah, she. Uh, going back to kind of like how all the old Kryptonians are very robotic and like manufactured and programmed and whatnot. The way she walks up to, um, the military and the way that she ask for the highest ranking officer and demands that this woman accompany me it's so robotic um on purpose i feel like i don't think it's like anything but like the way she delivered her her lines bad or anything but it's yeah. like she is programmed to you know follow uh, like not follow general Zah, but she's programmed to have the same release as him and the way she comes down the ship and she's just like like this woman, she, she sounds very uh, almost yeah. like a droid. I wrote down, I wrote down Kryptonian formalities. Formalities, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I think I think that's a good good explanation for it all. Um, yeah. I love her jumping back though. Yeah, this. I think oh, it's yeah, she's so good, phenomenal. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. It, just whenever she talks, it's like I wouldn't mind dying from you. <laughs> it's true. Even after when she like you know she walked up to Clark and she like you know did that whole like looky up and down. It's like mm, boy, like ooh. <laughs> oh yeah, she does stare him up. Yeah, she 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 checks that dude out. Understand what's going so. on there? Yeah, right. Yeah, we would all do that. Oh, so yeah. you know, if I got into a fight with Feyre, I'd be like, hey. It's like Austin Powers when he breaks the fembots like programming. Cause it's <laughs> so beautiful. Right? It's just like that. It's just like that. It's there just like that. She has to snap back in like, oh, I got to be professional. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would go up to him and I would just kiss, kiss him on the mouth and be like, that is how we say hello on Krypton. Oh, yeah. See, that's that's a missed opportunity for mm-hmm. Feora. He doesn't for know us. the customs. For everybody. No, he doesn't. He for didn't everybody. get that from the 30-second vid of his dad. <laughs> no. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> that'd be that'd be even better if like when when the liquid geo came up, like Jordan just kissed him on the mouth. It's like, oh duh, that's how we say. That's hello. how we say hello. Or, <laughs> or like, like a little a, boop on the nose. Yeah, something. <laughs> or I mean, even if okay, so Feyre tricked him into like you know kissing him on 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 the lips and all that stuff. He goes up to the Black Zero ship and he meets General Zod and he embraces him and kisses him. And he's like, oh, I thought that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that'd be great. Oh, that's crazy. Shoots a look over to Feyre like, again? <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. Um, yeah, so I, I, I just love the way she uh, portrays this character and the way that they they went about this character who, like, I, I want to say is kind of fan favorite. Like, I liked this character a lot. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. To me, it was, like, the character. And then, like, later on, in this movie that we get to see her in some action it's like 
some of the best parts of this movie is seeing her just beat up humans. It's it's unbelievable, and it's like you almost enjoy seeing her beat up Superman. Oh yeah. So like it, I don't know. It's just she's so cool. It's like why did you get rid of her? So um, I would totally love to see uh, some more Feyora, but you know maybe hopefully you can hope, man. Krypton. That's what the movie's about. TV show, sci-fi. Bring her back. I don't sure. Know. Uh, did you guys have anything else for this minute before we start to wrap up? I have a couple things. Um, as they were, you know, this whole Pharaoh walking down and everything like that, it shows Colonel Hardy, his jaw agape. Uh, and then it cuts to Swanwick where he's just like, he doesn't seem so phased. So, you know, you... You, Mark, and, and other people are probably having a field day where he's like, duh, he's a Martian. He already knows what aliens look like. Why would he <laughs> care? Like, you know, that whole fan theory that I'm mm. uh, that I'm not on a, a part of. I'm, I don't want him to be. I'm just saying when it happens, <laughs> don't be surprised. All right, all right. Um, the biggest question I have for this minute is that how does Zod know who Lois Lane is? Why? Why did they choose... You know, have this woman accompany me. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what? what is that? Is that, like, the equivalent to taking a hostage? Has he had, like, a giant camera on his ship, like, looking around and seeing, oh, yeah, he's buddy-buddy with this girl. Um, if I need to know more about Clark, let me just take this girl that he's close to and read her mind. You I'm, I'm going to guess it's thing. the last thing you said, where if he's able to use the technology of his ship to take over all of the screens in the world and speak every language i feel like he's also able to use our technology against us to read into because it goes into how you said that this movie is very accurate it is well done Mm -hmm. to be grounded in a real world with technology if they're bringing lois in they have to book her so they're going to put it into a computer and maybe they just started listening to the government when they started putting stuff in the computer and they were like oh the government is saying that this person knows a lot about Kal-El's yeah, life. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Then we maybe should, they we found should take an article. Yeah. Yeah, like, maybe by leaking the story, that's how they found out about him. Yeah, so they were, like, in tune with seeing that whole Glenn Woodburn uh, interview, and it's like, oh, snap, Lois Lane knows who this guy is? Yeah. All right. She was Lois also the one that was in the ship when he hit the distress beacon. Like, when he started like the, the ship the back up again? Ship. Yeah, yeah. Scout, and that's how they found him. So maybe there's cameras in that, and they see her in the ship with him. Or the security guard that's in the ship uh, when it attacked, or when they destroyed the ship, maybe there was a camera on it, and they were able to see, because they have the codes to Krypton, uh, they were able to see that they were there. Or that yeah, she was all, in the ship All good with points. Yeah. All of the above. All of the above. Let's She's just been too that. involved. It's like you have to. Yeah. You know, she's been everywhere. And then, like, with the story as well, like, she wrote that story. It helped, probably helped them find it. And then, like, even now, she's seen holding hands with him. So it's like, this is a definitely a very important person. Um, more exposure than even him with his mother. Absolutely. So, like, that's, so I can understand it. Um, and then I think what is it later on? Then they go to Martha's house. Uh huh. So yeah, they just they they know things. So they know things, man. I know things. Man, I know, I know things. things. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, those are the last two bullet points that I just wanted to no, get yeah, that out cool. there. I totally forgot about that part. I kind of like answered my own question because I remember writing this down and I was like, how does Zod even know who Lois Lane is? But then <laughs> I didn't even think like, oh, duh, she leaked a story. Oh, duh, he's, he's a spaceship. He's oh, got duh, technology. Oh, duh, the internet. Oh, God, yeah. the internet. He just Googled her. That internet, that internet man knows everything. It's always getting people into trouble. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> that's, that's for true. Um, Crystal, did you have anything else for the minute itself? I do not. That was it for me. Ah, cool. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about like when you first saw Man of Steel? Like maybe your initial, pres- initial sure. impressions? So I remembered writing a tweet about it when I when I first saw it and I searched through Twitter and found it. And this was my first impression at 9.27 p.m. on June the 20th, 2013. I wrote, watching Superman was like the first sexting with a wicked hot guy. All the tingles were there, but the rhythm was off. Good Lord, the abs. I love that. That's what I wrote. And I was <laughs> like, that's right. That's exactly how I still feel about it, where the movie still gets me excited to watch it. I think it's too long. They could have edited a lot out, like I said before. But it's a good movie, and I got the tingles that I get from watching Superman when I watched it, even though it wasn't absolutely perfect in my eyes. And I remember leaving the theater and feeling very confused because I left excited that I just watched that and really enjoying it, but also the fact that Superman killed someone didn't sit well with me because the whole thing with Superman to me was that he never killed anyone. Mm -hmm. And of course there are some circumstances where yes, he does kill people, but that's the whole thing is that he figures out a way to do stuff without killing someone. So when he did and granted there was really no other way, like they even made it very definitive where he was like, I will kill, keep killing people if I'm not dead. So he had to kill him. Like but I felt mm-hmm. a little off when that happened. And like I said before, it was weird to me that he didn't work at the Daily Planet first and met Lois and then started working there. Where they already have a relationship outside of Daily Planet. I love the Daily Planet relationship. I think it's with her just being like, who is this guy? Oh my gosh. And then, yeah, and then it was long. I think that my biggest complaint of it was it was long. But for the most part, all positive feedback on my part. Well, that's mm. good. Yeah, I do. I do love that tweet, though. That was that's 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 really good. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, is there any part that like you think was like too like part that you would like definitely cut out, like something that you're like, oh my god, I don't care. Like, yeah, when they're any- fighting in space, when they go to the satellite, I'm like, oh, are you sick of destroying all the buildings, and now you have to go into space and destroy something? Just stop it, because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's not like they. Okay, so the way the last battles filmed, you get this this decrepit city where it's like clouds and ash and broken. And then there's a big open space that wasn't there before. And you're like, wow, where are they? And then they start fighting. But then they're fighting through a city that's not damaged at all. And they just destroy every single building. And I know that that's, you know, fun and an exciting thing to watch is like how two people can just F up a building so hard. But then once they just destroyed every building that's in a city ever, then they were like, go to space. 
Then they get to space <laughs> and they're like wrestling around on satellites. And that was with how grounded this movie is, was silly. <laughs> In my that Fair enough. And that's the part where I was like, Oh God, get out of here. And it's so close <laughs> to the end of a very long movie that you're like, just get back onto the ground. This takes place in Earth. Get there. <laughs> just snap his neck already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah. No, I, I, I feel you. Um, what are your like impressions of just the whole DC cinematic universe? Have you seen the other films? I have. I did not see Suicide Squad. I did not have any desire. I don't have time or money enough to go to the theater for everything. And there's been so many movies out that I've wanted to see. I've had to be very selective. Um, I think that they don't know how to write movies like Marvel does. I know DC and Marvel are very different. DC is more of a, a darker, real life, like man against the world kind of thing. And Marvel's, they have a lot of happy-go-lucky. And I'm not saying that DC doesn't have happy comics, but everything in their stories is grounded in like, depressing sadness but it also comes from comic books which are fun it's a fun thing to read and the movies when they make them they get too dark for me as opposed to marvel where they know that they're comic books and they poke fun at it and i think they pull more from the comics and the movies have the dc movies have um i also am more of a marvel fan than dc in general so that's probably why my opinion's a little biased but I am hoping that DC can figure their life out and make a movie that's under two and a half hours, three hours. Wait, wait what movie's coming out that it's going to be over three hours? Uh, Justice League? No, it's not. There's... No? Oh, gosh. I, I was... I... What was that? I can see Aquaman being over three i thought justice league was going to be like a really like they announced it like a few weeks ago the runtime really yeah maybe it, it might it might have been that's... justice league then because i just was talking about it with a couple of guys from my work and it's two lo- two hours 50 minutes that's is how that, long that's what justice, justice league, league is said to be yeah yeah so three hours yeah it's a three Wait. hour movie that's insane. Two hours, two hours, 50 minutes, right? Yeah. 50. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So um, it's, it, they need to learn how to condense, I think, and not take themselves as seriously. But I also am not a producer, so who am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, see, I like these films over those other films because like i enjoy a film that i can take something out of it and apply it to the world that i live in yeah so like i don't like seeing a movie to kind of turn my brain off to like i don't want to i don't want to like um kind of live in a fictional world and and then like just kind of avoid my life like that because i feel like it's that's to me that's almost i don't want to say sad but like like that's you're already on the dark side man just keep on riding that train like, <laughs> like you're I, you're going real dark now um what like so i feel like it's okay to enjoy a hyper realistic view of a comic book hero because it's like at least you can take something out of it because like they're trying to connect their world in their films 
to your world back home when you leave the theater. So it's like, to me, it's like they're trying to uh, like teach you something in their films. They, they, they want you to, to relate so that when you leave, like you can apply it. And like, I don't want to go see people fight in an airport if like there's nothing to really take away from it yeah and there's nothing to really learn um and yeah so i don't i do like <laughs> i do like marvel films um i just like these a lot more and i feel like i learn something when i watch them and i like when i watch man of steel like i want to be like superman because like the way that he grew up in the way that he learned some things and the values that he tries to protect are something that like i want to apply in my life like i want to be like him and this movie makes me want to be like him uh makes me want to be a better person Mm -hmm. and then in the next film he does that to batman where like batman wants to be a better person now because he's become uh he's fallen off his path of of being a good hero he's 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 a fallen knight and like superman like brings him back up and like to me i want to be like that like i want like it makes me want to be a better person because this guy inspires me so it's like that's why i really enjoy these films uh even though they're not <laughs> they're not like uh happy films sometimes yeah and they don't they don't have to be happy films it's uh and i guess when i say happy i mean more uh color because mm-hmm. Marvel characters, they all have their struggle, too, where, for example, X-Men, they're shunned out of society because of their powers, and they have to, like, learn how mm-hmm. to fend for themselves, and a lot of parents don't want to have them around anymore, and I think that that's what's great across all comic books, across everything, is just watching different people have the struggle, and it's not that I don't like DC movies, I do like them. I just pref- I think that they don't know how to edit them the way I like to watch a movie, which is to shut my brain off. I like to analyze movies. I love it. Talking about movies, like thinking about what they meant, which is why I do so many movies or so much movies by minute stuff because it's literally like the best world to be in. It's just they're, they haven't grasped what I want. <laughs> They're not making the movie for me. They make the movie for you, which is good. I like that you said uh, that they don't like they might have an issue editing because like I'm inclined to agree to agree with that. Actually, I feel like especially Suicide Squad, which you haven't seen yet, but editing wise, it is a disaster. Disaster. And I will admit that. But you know, like if they had time to work on this film instead of rushing it and just paying another company to do the editing for their film. It could have been a more decent film. Mm-hmm. Um, still love the cinematic universe, but like this film, um, I'm glad it, that Suicide Squad doesn't really uh, pertain to the arc of Man of Steel, Dawn of Justice, and Justice League, um, and that it's kind of just like a, a film that's in there um, because it's it was so mishandled that it's sad. But like you know, thank God it doesn't uh, ruin the, the rest of them. Right. But it's like the editing, the editing is something that I wish that I hope Warner Brothers has learned from and they will like fix it now, especially with Wonder Woman coming up. I, uh, yeah, I I need that film to be perfect. It looks, (laughs) I mean, they look really good. The 
previews that have been coming out. Well, that's also with the Justice League preview. It's so dark. I can't watch it on my laptop. Like, I have to have the brightness all the way up, and I have to tilt the screen back to be able to see all the detail that's going on in it, which I'm hoping that they either fix or that the darkness helps the story in some way, somehow. But that being said about editing, Marvel is also not the best at editing superhero movies either. For example, X-Men Age of Apocalypse. Good gracious. That was... Not a very well-edited movie at all. And one of my friends actually re-edited it himself and put in scenes that were taken out. And the movie is 20 times better. It's insane. Just by him taking out the first half an hour of the movie and adding in a couple of the extra scenes, the movie was phenomenally better. Because I didn't really like Age of Apocalypse. It was a meh movie. But then he edited it, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is actually really good. But if you're interested, I, I'll, uh, I'll send you the link to his edited version, but it's really good. I am very interested. Yeah, I think <laughs> you, we both are. You caught my attention. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I... Yeah, I was just going to say, some of the scenes aren't, uh, they didn't go through uh, post-production, so they're not, they're like grainy, or they don't have everything set up in the back, but it's it's really good. Whatever. Yeah. I'm still, I'll, I'll check it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, good stuff. Um, if you had to recommend Superman to a person who wanted to get into Superman, they were like, oh, I really want to get into Superman. What can you uh, recommend me? What would that be? Um, I would recommend the Birthright comic is because it's short, and I'd be like, oh, read that. But then I would want them to watch the first Superman because that is just, it. I think, that movie makes me feel the most Superman-y. And, but also, uh, I really enjoy Smallville. The whole okay. thing? Yeah. The whole Smallville? Not all of Smallville, but a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Smallville is, especially for when I was watching it, because I was that age, because it was on when I was in middle school and high school. So yeah. mm-hmm. you learn about Superman, like how he is related to you. So if it was a younger person, I'd be like, yeah, watch Smallville. And Lois and Clark was good too, but I never got into that as much because that was around the same time, or when I, but when I was younger. So that was adults mm-hmm. doing stuff. So when Smallville came out, I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, cool. that's probably what. Or in, in any cartoon. Uh, any cartoon. Yeah. Super Friends. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've never seen Smallville, so really, yeah, yeah, ups and downs. Yeah, there's some seasons that I are heard... really good, and there are some that I don't think I even watched all of them. Yeah, I uh, I'm starting to feel that way with uh, some of the CW shows now, where like Arrow and stuff, where I'm like, do I have to watch this? <laughs> yeah, um, but you know, stay committed, right? <laughs> it's true. You like Kevin Spacey so much, and. Uh, Superman Returns, so you'd like Michael Rosenbaum, like in Smallville. Yeah. Oh. That's Dope. probably like the main thing that I would take away from Smallville. Is the Lex Luthor? Yeah. Yeah, he does really well. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I'll argue the fact that he was the best I, thing out of that show. I think Scott Corelli said that Lois Lane was the best thing. 
Well, like a person who portrayed Lois Lane in that. To each their own. I forget. No, I'm just trying to see what people like. Like, what is the one thing that people like so much about Smallville? Is it? It made me feel Lex good. Luther? Yeah, it's. It was like like what Crystal was saying. It like it it hit home. It was like that right time. I wasn't really super into watching it. Ha huh, puns, but. Um, <laughs> I, I the the main thing I did take away was Lex Luthor out of that, and it was it was always fascinating. It was just always a, a good hit. It never failed, never let you down. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Cool, uh, Crystal. Where can we find you? You can find me on the internet at the Crystal Beth social media. That would be. And you can go to www.thefifthelementit.com to see all the episodes of The Fifth Element, also on iTunes. And you can go to cavecomedyradio.com and search for Unlimited Lives there. And that is my video game podcast. And that is also available on iTunes. And we stream live with that podcast every Thursday at 6 p.m. on twitch.tv slash unlimitedlivesradio. And if you want to play video games on PlayStation, my PlayStation name is Ms. Sparkle Diamond. If you want to play, you know, things. Things. Cool. Nate, we got to get on the internet thing so we can listen to and find her on social media and stuff. We just got to use the internet more often, man. Get on the internet. (laughs) It really blew up. Oh, man. Cool. Yeah. I heard it's popping. I've, uh,. I won't have to unplug my phone now whenever I need to get on the internet. So. <laughs> oh, that was a dial-up? Dial that joke. was a dial-up joke? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Cool. <laughs> um, thank you, Crystal, so much for joining us this week. It's been an absolute blast. Yeah, it was a um, pleasure. This was great. Oh, thank you. You guys are smart <laughs> and uh, poetic with your words. You don't have to lie to us. <laughs> yeah. No, Don't I'm lie. not. I feel smarter. <laughs> well, we uh, we feel like we need to, I don't know. I don't know, defend this film. It's just really good. I feel like there's no need to. Sometimes hate. I feel like we're too super fans of it. We're too happy-go-lucky. Yeah. I don't Which feel that it, way at all. Well, <laughs> hey, you know what? I just try to have a good time. But yeah, that's, yeah I hope you had a good I'm time, about. Crystal. <laughs> we're not trying to berate people or like <laughs> impose knowledge or anything like that. At least we're not like... Well, according to Superman number 42, like... Yeah, no thanks. No, it's good. <laughs> I like what you guys have. I'm just... Oh, thanks. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this week, but if you love what, everything you've heard, don't forget to check out everything that Crystal Beth has got going on on her side of things. Fifth Element, if you're into the Minute by Minute podcast. Um, and then don't forget to check out, we also have some podcasts uh, that you can enjoy over the weekend. Uh, Stellar Dynamics, the ultimate encyclopedic compendium of all things Rush. And then we also have Honey Hole My Beer, which is just two gals sharing craft beers and odd stories. And we'll catch you guys Monday here on DC Cinematic Minute.